Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Proximo Weekly Debrief. This is your host, Thomas Hopkins, reporting to you from a freezing, snowy London. In your top Proximo content this week, you might be interested in our upcoming webinar, Enhanced Project Bonds, Right Tools, Right Projects, hosted by Proximo's contributing editor, Tom Nilthorpe. Enhancements have been key to project bonds becoming a mainstream financing option in infrastructure finance. How relevant and how useful are they in 2021? The webinar will air on 18 February at 3pm UK time. Be sure to sign up at proximoinfra.com. Additionally, you might wish to read my article, Proximo Weekly, Offshore Wind on Steroids, which is free to view on the Proximo site. In it, I take a look at the recent project financing of the Dogger Bank A and B wind farms off the coast of the UK. The project will be the largest offshore wind farm ever constructed, with the most powerful wind turbines ever fitted. The deal is also the largest project financing of an offshore wind farm to date. Peruse the article for more details of this record-smashing deal. Finally, just another reminder about our upcoming Proximo European Digital Infrastructure Finance 2021 virtual event on 24 February. We have a truly fantastic speaker lineup, so make sure to put the event in your diary. And now for some of our leading news stories from the last week. The Crown Estate has announced six new offshore wind projects proposed in the waters around England and Wales. The round four projects represent nearly eight gigawatts of potential new offshore capacity. The projects have been selected through a competitive seabed tender process and will now progress to environmental assessment known as a Habitats Regulation Assessment, HRA. The HRA is a legal requirement that must be completed before the Crown Estate can award seabed rights. Russia is set to launch a tender for 500 megawatts of solar capacity later this year, with the auction expected to take place in June. The auction will award the final 500 megawatts of a 2.2 gigawatt tendering program launched by the Russian government in 2014. Under the program, Russia has reached 1.7 gigawatts of installed solar PV capacity between 2014 and 2019. The program is managed by Russia's trading system administrator, JSC-ATS. Russia intends to have as much as 7 gigawatts of installed solar and wind capacity by 2035. Australian company Star Scientific has signed a Memorandum of Understanding MOU, with the Department of Energy of the Philippines for the conversion of some of the country's coal-fired power stations to green hydrogen. This would be achieved via Star Scientific's Hydrogen Energy Release Optimizer, or HERO. HERO is a coating that is applied to a substrate and that can produce heat of around 700 degrees Celsius within a few minutes via a chemical reaction that occurs when the coating reacts with hydrogen and oxygen. Existing coal-fired plants can, therefore, be retrofitted to run on green hydrogen through the use of HERO technology. The MOU also extends to Star Scientific investigating producing green hydrogen in the Philippines via offshore wind, as well as to researching the creation of decentralized scalable power systems that use green hydrogen, HERO, and supercritical CO2 turbines for all the inhabited islands in the Philippines. Additionally, Star Scientific will look at using HERO to power desalination plants in the country. Mainstream renewable power started sounding out banks last month for an approximately $160 million loan to fund its 100-megawatt Copihue wind farm in Chile. Mandates are due imminently, with financial close targeted for April. The project, which is the final portion of its 1.3-gigawatt Andes Renewable Solar and Wind portfolio in Chile, is backed by a 20-year PPA awarded in the country's 2016 auction. 
Brazilian mining company Vale SA has reached a $7 billion settlement this week in relation to the disaster of the mine dam which collapsed in January 2019, killing 270 people and causing vast environmental damage to the regional environment. A further 11 people are still missing. The dam collapse is Brazil's most deadly mining disaster and the financial settlement is the largest ever in Latin America and one of the largest ever in the global mining sector. The dam was built to hold wastewater and tailings sludge from a nearby iron ore mine. When it burst, it buried homes, hotels and the company's facilities under a wave of toxic mud. It also destroyed almost 300 acres of native forest and polluted 200 miles of the local Paraopiba River, rendering it useless as a water supply for the state. The financial settlement provides affected local communities with a clear framework for compensation and reparations, while also removing a potential considerable legal minefield for iron ore miner Vale and its shareholders. For the past two years, Vale has had to deal with production cutbacks while safety procedures at all mining operations were put under renewed scrutiny. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to join us next week for more of your latest project finance, infrastructure, and energy news.